0: Pod, pod, pod,
1: pod. Rugby Pod.
0: Hello and welcome along to the Rugby Pod, brought to you as usual by our good friends at Guinness. We've got more live shows coming up with them across the country throughout the season, so just go to eventbrite.co.uk for all the details. And massive thanks to Guinness again for their support. Uh, we had one at Flatiron last week, didn't we, with Nick Easter, so How'd that go, boys? you enjoy that? I reckon it was one of my favourite ever live shows. Really? really?
2: Yeah. Basically because of a Russian guy in the crowd.
1: <laughs> Do you remember him? I do now. I completely <laughs> forgot about him, which I, I just try and forget about Russian people because I have this thing that they're dangerous. I don't know why, but hell of a story.
2: But he's an avid listener of the pod, Mike Daniel
1: Tsev. Also known as Mike Daniel Tsev! Exactly. Uh,
2: so we're doing a bit of a Q&A, with, you know, a few Guinnesses are flowing, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Just put it out to the crowd. And we're just like, you know, ask whatever you want. He gets up and he's like, hi, I'm Russian. Uh, what I want to know is what is Jim Hamilton going to do if Scotland lose to Russia? Bearing in mind, this was after you were a bit embarrassed last week, weren't you? Because Slightly. Scotland got obliterated by Ireland. And I'm like, what, what's this going on about? As bad as Scotland are, and they're not anymore because they dominate Samoa, but we'll get to that in a bit. Scotland never losing to Russia. And he's like, Jim, will you get a tattoo of a Russian flag on your bum if Russia beats Scotland? Jim's like, Phew. what's a bum? <laughs> There's no chance that that's happening. So yeah, of course we will. And then Jim throws it back to him. He goes, what will you do? If uh, Scotland beat Russia, he's like, I will get a tattoo of Andy Gould's face
1: on my ass, And it was the best night he's ever had. The crowd was going wild. We got him on stage. That's the best thing that's ever happened in his <laughs> life. And it hasn't happened yet. Because when Scotland beat Russia, well, I don't know if we'll invite him in. We'll see. We'll, see how, we'll get him in. We'll see how bad the tat is. But we'll be getting him sat in that rugby pod chair and... I will smile at him and laugh uncontrollably inside. No, do, do, I mean, never laugh. At the no, Russians. no, I probably won't. I won't laugh.
2: You just probably high five him. Let's go yeah. cheek to cheek with him. But. I mean, I said it on the night, you better have a big ass
0: because it's quite a big face to put across your ass. isn't Very it? Very true. But yeah, it was a good night, wasn't it? And we've got some coffee in the studio this week because Guinness have actually partnered up with Brad Barrett's Tiki Tonga Coffee Roasters to create a new coffee. It's called 232 Brew, which is uh, perfect for the early morning kickoffs uh, for the Rugby World Cup. And
1: why is it called 232 again, Jim? I don't know why it's called 232, but I know why it's called Tiki Tonga. Tiki Tiki Tonga! A masa masa ya? Le, oh, le, oh, le Yeah, I yeah, can't sing it anymore. Yeah. Can't no, sing it anymore. We're not, we're, no, we're not. No, we're not Saracens, mate. Was. You're wasps, mate. I was a Saracen. Yeah, but now you're wasp yeah. who are properly on the demise. I mean, I don't know why I've just said that. Just, <laughs> so hey, the Premiership isn't even started. Premiership yet. Cup start.
2: We smashed Northampton away from home. So uh, uh, deal with that one. Uh, what's on Premiership Cup? Oh, was it? Yeah, <laughs> didn't know. But yeah, uh, decent Thursday night. Andy, I've got a bit of a bone to pick with you. Actually, sure. What
0: is it? How was I mean, your weekend? It was a good weekend. And um, what did you do? Went to the Willows Farm. Will- oh,
1: my. <laughs>
0: Where was that? Uh, near St.
2: Albans. Right. And did you contact. Uh, is Jim just a work colleague to you, or
1: is he a friend? Is he a.
0: Well, Jim lives in Edinburgh, doesn't he? Well, uh, no. And no, don't play stupid,
1: mate. Don't play silly buggers. But you know I love farms, and you know I live near St. Albans. I haven't heard anything from you. You I didn't went- even ring him. I could have brought the kids. Hey, this is my weekend. Yeah,
3: how are your kids hey. over the
1: weekend, Jim? Uh, listen. yeah you think you think that i'm probably doing something quite bad to my kids i'm not you're just driving we're literally just driving in the car get me out of the house get me out of the car luckily my wife has got so much patience sometimes i have to pull over and get out of the car i'm not leave me i will walk from here I will walk hundred miles to get home. Just leave me without and screaming. I will walk five hundred miles, and I will walk five hundred miles. Just to yet? be that man who walks a thousand. How could that? Are you Scottish? Yeah. Are, are you Scottish again this yes, week? Yes, I or? am. There we go. Yes, I am. Neil Samoa. It's
2: funny. This morning, so he sent me a half six. You sent me a message this morning, and he's like, "I'm hiding in the toilet because Max has been up since five a.m." <laughs> Like, he's so tired. I'm hiding in the shitter where his exact what? words. Because my, my missus went mad at Olivia this morning. Why? She was so angry with her. She woke up at half eight, which is fucking early. You are head. disgusting. <laughs> Olivia was up at half eight saying, Isabella, wake up, wake up. Half eight. Half eight in the morning. There's Jim. I, was, I sent my missus the picture of uh, of Jim sat on the toilet. What his do totally, you call it? I call it a shitter. What do you call it? Uh, it's the, the lavatory, the bathroom, the toilet. The bathroom. What do you call yeah, it? What bathroom do you call-
1: or toilet. I mean, it just shows the social class, doesn't it? It does.
2: Jim calls it the shitter. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, Mrs. was fuming with Olivia this morning, half eight, way too early.
0: You were in the ITV studios in the weekend as well. How were the shitters there, Jim? Yeah, I mean, not not as clean as you'd think. Really? To be
1: fair, not as clean as you think. I mean, they've had a lot of passing traffic, haven't they? There's been a lot of games Mm. on. A lot of people say to me, so my neighbour walked past me this morning, he's like, when did you get back from Japan? I was like, mate, it's all a trick. It's all a trick. Well, you, you-, me-
2: you, meant- you mentioned tricks, and I need to talk to you about a few tricks. Go on then. So obviously, um, since I retired, had my hair done. Put on six down. moved. Yeah, exactly. Moved it from the back to the front. And we, you know, it's been a talking point Yeah. in our relationship. My hair transplant, my the regrowth of that, and the growth of my belly. Yeah. Uh, talk about trickery. So Ireland, Scotland on TV last week, your embarrassing line-out victory, first ever line-out victory against Paul O'Connell, nearly taking the studio wall out. Yeah. There was the overhead camera that I tweeted about. And the picture of you working on the mall strategy pre-match. I don't remember the picture. You do, because exactly. there was an absolutely massive penalty spot on your head. Was there? Uh, yes, there was. You know about it. This week, same overhead camera,
1: no penalty it's spot. Magic. It's, it's magic. It's <laughs> magic. Talk to me.
2: You're you putting powder in your head now it's to magic cover your, dust. What have you cover done? It's
1: just magic dust. <laughs> do you believe in magic or not? Uh I do. And this is magic dust. That's a fucking miracle, mate. It, it, it is a miracle. Mate, I'm a new man. When you're on TV you got to look your very best, didn't you? And for me, just add a bit of dust. (laughs) A bit of stardust. Get it?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, there was two sirs and yourself. Two sirs and a mister. Yeah. Uh, But I've got to pull you up on that as well. Why? Well, why are you so anti-English when you said last week you're English? So you've got two knights of the realm sat next to you. I don't even know what that means. Sir Ian McGeechan, who you kept referring to as Sir Ian McGeacon. And then you kept calling him Clive Woodward. It's Sir
1: Clive Woodward. You wouldn't call him Sir Clive. Well, you just said they're knights of the round. The only Knights I know is Knight Rider. <laughs> what, why were you disrespecting Sir Clive Woodward by only calling him Cliff Woodward? It just whatever comes comes off. But he did say to me, um, "It's Sir Clive." No, he didn't. And I said, "Sir Cliff or Sir Clive?" No, he didn't. He did. Yeah. So you were calling Sir Ian. Sir, I Ian. I called Sir Clive once. I think and I just forgot. Am I, I, I meant to know? But let's go. Let's rewind.
2: So you're calling him Sir Ian yeah. during the opening gambit. Yeah. And you were calling it Clive Woodward. Yeah. Just Clive. Just Clive. And then Clive said to you, Jim, by the way, it's Sir
1: Clive. Yeah, that's what he said. Stop it. And I said to him, Clive, it's Mr. Jim. So what, they ain't calling me Mr. Jim every time, are they? <laughs> Mr. Jim, Mr. Jim, Sir. Wow. Sir so Clive
2: Woodward asked to be called Sir Clive. No, he didn't really. You heard it here first. No, he didn't. He was, he it
1: did. was all right. It was just, you know, three legends, three knights of the realm. No, no, you're not Go. Sir Jim. No. You are wonder, in my eyes. I wonder fair. if I'll ever be a, a Sir. No. No, you're probably right. i would tell you what I'd love at the beginning, Doctor.
0: What do you think of Samoa in Scotland?
1: Um, Are you back to being Scottish now? Just, yes, just... yeah, I am, yeah. yeah so we've gone English to Japanese, we just, sang, to we just sang the Scottish song. Oh, yeah. We just sang the Scottish anthem, The Proclaimers, 500 Miles. I am, yeah. Um, I'm not going to be negative. Let's be positive. A lot of pressure on Scotland going into the game. There was. Both internally and externally. Uh, A lot of pressure on Gregor Townsend, a lot of pressure on some of the key players. A lot of people, some people if not a lot of people, thought Samoa could beat Scotland. All the games have been close, here's some stats for you. In the last five games, bar one, West Scotland lost by 17 points. Scotland have won, or the games that have been won, within seven points. As in, this, that's, the, that's the difference. So right. there's been a seven-point difference, thanks to producer Tim, produces these stats. I was going to say, you wouldn't have thought of that. Or didn't no, search, of course, have no. no. Fair play to Tim. He did, producer Tim. He sends me everything. He was doing me all the names as well of the Samoan players because part of it, you don't want to wing it. You don't want to be that guy, do you? Yeah. And you start saying, Manu Nonunu, no, 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 do you? You want to be able to say Manunu. No, no. You want to be able to say Alapati Leua. Yes, good. There you go. You yeah. want to be able to say michael leach
3: <laughs> you want
1: to be able to say ray Lelo. so producer tim sent me all the names wanted to do it properly didn't have to say him that much though samoa didn't score a point let alone a try unheard of mm. um conditions were absolutely abysmal up to 30 minutes scotland had all the ball i think they only scored three points up into that point and then they started kicking the balls and um they were just better Finn russell Played really well, to be fair. Yes, showed, a different, showed a different side of his game. Uh, Greg Laidlaw, box kick. First try started off. Finn Russell up and under, followed by Finn Russell cross kick to Sean Maitland. Try time. And Samoa never came back. So, for Scotland perspective, it's a big, big win in what's been a very high-pressured week, having seen, obviously, what Japan did to Ireland. Scotland would have lost that. They would have been out. Uh, it's still going to be difficult, obviously, and we'll chat about that, but... Very impressed with Scotland. Some big performances. There's a big change in the back row that we mentioned. Jamie Ritchie, fantastic player. We all know that was injured and would have featured anyway. He's coming for Hamish Watson. Magnus Bradbury did well in the back row. Blade Thompson. Stuart Hog's drop goal. What a shot that was! Mate, he's been sending me Instagram videos. Tip mate. of the slipper on. to that guy. Tip of the slipper, mate. What well, uh, well, I can't work out with Hoggy though. Yeah, and I'm you want going to say thing. the lid. You talk to me. Oh, I mean, I'm thinking the heat it ain't growing.
3: Is is it? it ain't growing in it's that heat. Is it? it ain't.
1: It ain't, it ain't grown in that heat. So, and if it's wet, you know what it's like. You know what's like. I mean, I don't. Know what I've started to know what's like. When your air's wet and you're thinning, it don't look good. It just, it just shows it in full... You, you can't put dust on it. You can't put the stardust, the magic dust the on it. Dust. Your hair. So I actually quite like his little like that. Yeah. Hell of a drop goal. Hell
3: of a drop. There's loads.
1: There's loads. Loads of Lotus World Cup. Yeah. How quick was he on the turn as well? Yeah. He's a quality player, Hoggy. Mm. I like Hoggy. Can... A lot of freckles, but he's he's good. Hell of a bush. Uh, not now oh, he, he, okay. he, back in the day in his hawk days it was absolutely hangman Bush as stick. in you could just see the tip that was it
0: <laughs> now clean as a whistle well Paul A is wide open now it's the one to watch isn't it how impressed with you guys were you of Japan against Ireland oh, Um, that wasn't a
2: fluke you go back to 2015 the, the victory against South Africa people talked about it as a, a bit of an anomaly bit of a fluke this wasn't at all this was a dominant performance from minute 20 or whatever it was through to minute 80 Japan were head and shoulders above Ireland. They were dominant in physical carries, in game management, in absolutely every facet of the game. Now, we spoke on the pod, didn't we, about what is the disparity that we felt pre-World Cup between Tier 1 nations and Tier 2 nations. I couldn't see an upset coming. I couldn't see Japan beating Ireland. I couldn't see Uruguay beating Fiji. You know, I, I still look at the games now and I, is there another surprise coming? And there may well be. The surprise might be that Scotland beat Japan. Um, but you look at that game, and some of the like Jimeno at six, he was outstanding.
1: The whole barrow was outstanding. Yeah, you
2: know, Maffey goes off, you bring Leach on. Lafayette at 13, like, he's, a, he's a quality player. The wingers, Matsushima.
1: How good. And,
2: and Lemecki, uh, That it was a complete performance. They look well organised, they know what they're doing. Um, and like uh, Jamie Joseph said, they've been preparing for that game for 18 months and understanding tactically, whereas Ireland may have... Obviously, in Joe Schmidt's head, he's going to be thinking about it, but they wouldn't have started preparing properly for it until they dusted off Scotland. And it was phenomenal. And, you know, again, uh, you know, I bow down to Jim sometimes. Um, he has questioned Ireland, and he's questioned their ability to be where they were a year ago. And they dispatched Scotland easily, but they didn't have an answer to anything that Japan was throwing at them. And I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that Sexton won't play him. The management, the game management was shocking. I actually thought Carter did all right. He did, but then he gets hooked off and yeah. Joey Carberry comes on. But it's just their game management. It's understand When you've got such a dominant figure, and this is, I generally think this is how England would go without Owen Farrell. Johnny Sexton dominates that game in terms of tactically, his knowledge and understanding of what to do, where, how, what kicks to put in. When, you know, the ebbs and flows of a emotional game in terms of energy and reading your forward pack. Yeah, you, you've always got the back saying, oh, let's go off the top, let's run it. But you've got to understand the whole energy of a team, and Sexton does that better than, I'd say, any other player on the planet as a 10. You take him out, and at times, they look rudderless. But it was, you know, you you go for the high of how they played against Scotland, dominant in every facet, to they got absolutely dominated by Japan for that last 60 minutes. And Japan, it was no fluke. It was well coached, well thought out. You even even go to some of the plays where they the big ball carries in the centres off a scrum, short scrum, then they hit the short side trying to catch... Uh, the Irish four-pack offside wing it the blind wing coming in short it was
1: just I thought tactically they were brilliant they look great and and, and remember when Cavey come on he mentioned about Joe Smith where, he, where they talk about when they I think they were play, about to play Georgia and he went through the team and said to the players in the meeting, who's going to be playing 10, who's going to be playing 15. They, he got the players to name their names and talk about what foot they were going to kick off. So he's obviously been very diligent knowing that that could be, potentially be a really tough game. And you again, like Goody said, you just wonder that Scotland game was going to be massive for them first game up. It, it, was, in, it was in the calendar. They did so well. And Japan have been waiting for that game. And as we know, because they obviously outlay how the pool goes and the Scotland game in the final game game of all the pool matches. So their biggest game would have been the Ireland game. Everyone's talking about the Scotland game, but like Jimmy Joseph said, the Ireland game is not they've been targeting, but they've been preparing for that. All the other teams are talking about how fit they are and they've been training, apart from Scotland, in warm weather conditions. They've been putting baby oil on the balls. Everything coming out of Japan is this is going to be the fittest Japanese team you've ever seen. And anyone you speak to who's been to Japan, spoke to Matt Gitto about it, Ollie Richardson, coached over there, as well as strength and conditioning coach, these guys will train into the sunset. Get it? Japan, sunset. Well yeah. They looked so fit, so in control, like Goody said, it wasn't a fluke. Their contact skills and their ability not to die with the ball. Yeah. Even when they got tackled and they got pinged once, maybe twice, they wanted to get they just wanted to keep going. They were like, fucking stop me if you can. No An chance. And Ireland couldn't stop and could them. And they couldn't, their bat row was phenomenal. Was absolutely phenomenal. And like we spoke about Leach, he came on Maffy, massive fan of his. It's difficult because You know, Ireland, I've mentioned about it before, and again, I don't want to be out of order. I've been out of order about Ireland, I was out of order about Uruguay, and I've been giving pelters left, right and centre. And I should apologise to Uruguay once again. You've also been out of order about Scotland, but we'll we'll get to that later. So Japan, for me, look fucking good. They look really good. And it's going to be a tough game for Scotland. Look at the atmosphere. And you mentioned as well, Goody, speaking to some of the commentators out there and some of the stuff that they've said, it's the best atmosphere. You could feel it. You could hear it. It looked Unbelievable. All the other teams, I don't care what you're saying, Ireland, Scotland, Wales in that second half are struggling with the conditions. Japan,
0: they they ain't. They're obviously, they're, they're home. They're used mm. to it. They were wicked. What would you make of Carberry's decision to kick it out and secure the bonus point? Was that smart or weak?
2: People are like, why would you kick it out? Why would you you not try and run it? Look where the game is. He's three or four meters inside his in goal area he's got no one behind him and by the way Ireland haven't scored a point for about 60 minutes so who in their honest thoughts is going to think that Ireland are going to be able to go from 100 meters and score a try holding on to the ball you think back to and I, I use the analogy on Twitter think back to 2015 World Cup England Wales England go for the corner to win it when if they'd drawn it we already had the bonus point against Fiji Wales didn't get a bonus point against Fiji. We'd have qualified. So you go in with a understanding. There ain't no way Ireland was scoring from their own dead ball area. Going the length to try and draw a game, by the way. So you're only going to get one extra point, and that's if you get the conversion. So I, I'm kick it out, and he's kicked it out. And people are going, "Well, if you meant to kick it out, why didn't you just kick it sideways or backwards?" You could see he was annoyed, and they were despondent, and he's just kicked it. And it's a it's a laxadaisical kick into touch. He knows he's fine in touch. So for people to question it,
1: ridiculous. Here's one for you. I don't know what's going on inside that island camp. I don't think it looks all rosy well, like it did. It might not now, but it did after they absolutely dismantled oh, Scotland. But no, but did it though? Really? Yeah, it did. They Mate, dominated. I didn't get got a third gear. I didn't to be, need to, to be Scotland. Well, there you go. So it goes back to the point before. So didn't need to get out a third gear. Where are Ireland now? Oh, I know, no, mate. I 100% agree. What I'm saying is, I don't think you can
2: question things in their camp. They didn't perform well against Japan. You know, they are probably being glued together a little bit by... And they're so reliant on Sexton. That's clear for everyone to see. When Sexton plays, they're a completely different beast. And he's captain this week against Russia. You know, people are surprised that he's playing. But ultimately, they now need Japan to do them a favour because they ain't beating New Zealand in the quarterfinal if they finish second in the group. Who's, who's
0: getting out of the pool?
1: Japan and Ireland. If Japan play the way they did against Ireland, I can't, I can't see Scotland beating them. I'll be honest. And I hope that that isn't the case. Scotland need to play the best they've played in a year. This is Japan's biggest game in their history. Look at the noise against Ireland. Can you imagine what it's going to be like against Scotland? Oh, the beauty of it now, if, if Japan
2: beat Samoa with a bonus point, so Japan might only need a losing bonus point. Yeah, that's what I said. And that's the, that's the difference. When you're looking at how you approach a game, That is what might be really uncomfortable for Scotland. I mean, it's going
1: to be epic. If you're a rugby neutral and you're a rugger bugger, then this game is going to be absolutely epic. And stay tuned to ITV because you've got a few legends in the studio that's going to be dissecting it. With an open cloth? Probably a closed cloth. It's going to be pretty clean or dirty. Completely clean, mate. It's clean as a whistle, mate. it's It's kids watching. Yeah, no courtesy wipe. Kids watching, mate. Well, there'll be one before cuz I'll be
0: nervous. <laughs> yeah. So just just quickly who's who's first and who's second out of that point? don't
1: don't don't do this to me. Yeah, no do it.
0: Go on. I think Ireland still
2: win the group because I think Scotland will just beat Japan. Do you think Scotland will beat Japan? But I think Japan still qualify second.
1: I don't know. I don't, I, I'm genuine. I ain't going to answer Come that on, question. Jim, I'm, not, I'm not going to answer it. it no. well, I'm, I'm shitting myself. Basically, by him not answering it, he's thinking it's got him to go and oot. I'm not. I, just, I, genuinely, oot. I genuinely don't know. Playing against a very poor Samoa team, no disrespect, in shit conditions, I ain't learned anything really. I've learned that they can rock up under pressure and we have potentially got a plan B. But I, ju- I just don't know. A four-day turnaround after Russia throw a bit of food poison in there I mean, <laughs> you know what by the russians
2: or by the no, japanese who knows mate who knows be careful but this is the thing it's it's going to be it's going to be awesome it's going to be amazing and listening to jim and and seeing what he put out on twitter last
1: week he he's actually clearly japanese now
2: what do you say your uncle was probably, yeah, well Paul i, Paul I, I you. found out
1: through Papaw that um yeah i had an uncle that basically um has been and lived in in mount fuji so <laughs> I'm fudgy. So you're Japanese? Well, I mean... Make be, your mind up. I think Scotland or I, Japan. I think I've worked out someone tweeted me that I'm one eighth. Scotland or Japan. Scotland's got like a diving There fella. we
0: go. Well, after the weekend's result for Ireland, they probably could have done with some help from James Lowe against Japan, who becomes eligible next year. Darren Cave actually caught up with the Leinster Wing for our superfan subscription service at patreon.com. Here's a quick clip to whet your appetite. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. So if Ireland meet New Zealand then... <laughs> divided loyalties or what are you what are you saying there oh uh, no there will be there'll be no divided loyalties you know I'll be watching it um as if it's a blank canvas I've got friends on both sides of the ball um but yeah being over here obviously I I want I want Ireland to do as well as they can and if they meet New Zealand then you know I won't be sitting on the fence I'll be hoping that Ireland Ireland can do it and uh, I know a lot of people will be sitting there going yeah you saying that because this is an <laughs> Irish uh, based Irish based fan fan club but you know it's you know i've i understand what's coming around the corner and um, i've spent time with a lot of the irish boys lately and i firmly believe that if they play as well as what they can uh they can definitely do it pod pod pod, pod. rugby pod there you go just head to patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod if you like the sound of that and sign up to get loads of extra interviews and features for just a few quid a month well Wales versus Australia was probably the pick of the games at the weekend and we thought we'd get a bit of help discussing that one from a friend of the show and a man who just missed out on the Wales World Cup squad prop Rob Evans joins us now how are you mate yeah good thanks you all right lads
2: yeah, not too bad. Thanks, buddy. Obviously, commiserations for not being in the squad. Obviously, we felt you should have been there, but how's it been for you watching the World Cup so far? Obviously, pretty difficult having been so close to being selected.
3: Yeah, obviously, uh, it's, it's disappointing not to be in there, but um, uh, once you get over that disappointment, you just got to wish the boys well, haven't you? So, uh, as long as England and Scotland don't win, I'm happy.
1: Hey, hey, what's on with hey, you? Steady on, on, son. Steady on. <laughs> Hey Rob, let's let's part the ruggers, mate. And how's your brother? I'm coming for him. How is he?
3: Uh he's been practicing, Jim, boy. He's, oh God, uh, he wants he, he wants round two, so um, yeah, he's ready to take you down again. I think. Was
1: that uh, was that one of the biggest days of his life or not?
3: Yeah, he's he's um, he screenshotted a picture from that video, and he, he's got it hanging on his wall. So <laughs> he might want he might. You want mate, you want you to
1: sign it one day. I'm coming I'm coming for him, mate. For context for the listeners, he absolutely dominated Jim in a down in competition with the party of Guinness, didn't he? Well he spilt. he spilled yeah. he spilled half it down his top, no. but I mean it's only small details. <laughs> um
3: Jim, mate.
1: Mate, but f- but for you, like Goody obviously mentioned it mentioned it and we've all been there before where we've not been picked in squads. Um yeah. so what have you been up to? Like, do you watch do you make sure you watch the games or how you feeling when you watch them? You been on holiday, like or is it nah. literally bags packed ready to go?
3: To be fair, like uh, obviously disappointed in the first week, so um, we got a new coach in Scarlets, Brad Moore, and he said um, have a week off, so just did my own training that week, and then just been back back down with the Scarlets really. So I have watched the games. Obviously, it's tough to watch, but, um, you know, they've been doing pretty well, haven't they? So, um, so all good, really.
2: They have, they have. Now, um, we always like to know how people find out whether they're in the squad or out the squad. Um, yeah. Did you find out from Rob Howley in a betting shop or what happened? Oh, good day.
3: Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, nothing to do with the betting scandal. Um, but, now nah, you thought, I. They actually give you an option on uh, what way you want to find out. And um, I opted for a phone call. So uh, it was between one and two, and I had one bang on at one o'clock. So <laughs> I knew it wasn't good news.
1: And so, so what, what's the other option? So, you got a phone call, and then what, a text message best. or?
3: Text, email, or Snapchat, I think. Oh, Snapchat. Mate, yeah. Snapchat.
1: <laughs> one of them, One of them features on that makes your mouth really big and they just kind of turn out. Because imagine Gats is on there, actually. So <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: um, so we've got a stat here that only Alan Wynne-Jones and Ken Owens have started more than you for Wales in the pack between 2015-2019 World Cup. Yeah. So you've obviously got a bit of experience in there so without labouring the point how hard was it for you having played a large part in Wales success I mean what was said to you I mean basically what what was the issue why are you not there
3: to be honest um I didn't it was quite a short phone call really so I didn't really want to ask too much uh why I wasn't in I just you know take it on the chin and move on obviously Gats is uh going now after this campaign so like it wasn't really something that i could work for for to get better at for him so um yeah you know, i just wish them all the best and that was pretty much it really but yeah obviously it was it is hard to take but you know take take on the chin and move on really so yeah,
2: you never know what's going to happen between now and the next few weeks as well so maybe we'll see you out there um, yeah. with an injury or whatever i know you wouldn't wish that on anyone but let, let's look at some ruggers then obviously yeah. the, the, the the game of the weekend was uh, Wales against Australia, um, an impressive first 60 from from Wales and then they were sort of clinging on yeah. at the end. Uh, what did you make of yeah. the game?
3: Yeah, I just thought they started with a uh, real intensity that um, well, the Aussies didn't really handle really and um, I thought Gareth Davis was good defensively and um, well, when you get that far ahead in a game like that it's always hard to claw back because uh, as you know Wales have got a good defence and then when they go ahead a uh, big lead like that, it's going to be hard for any team to catch up, you know.
1: And there's a few talking points about it, and we've been quite vocal. We had Ross Tucker, we have Dave Denton, who was an ex-teammate of mine, and I know you've yeah. had you've had your issues with concussion as well. And I know you've got to be slightly yeah. careful in in what you want to say, but. The World yeah. Cup, especially the first game and a little, well, there's a couple of instances in the Wales Australia game at the weekend with a couple of high shots. When you're watching that as a player, current player that's so close to it, are you thinking yeah. this is ridiculous? Are you understanding the need for care and attention? Like, what is it yeah. like for, for a player who is literally in the coalface when you're watching that
3: yeah it's it's become like it's a bit of a shame because obviously uh the rugby world cup is such a big thing and that's it seems like everyone's just talking about that really um so i find it a bit bit frustrating in that way but um you know they those rules are there for players to be um looked after and phew, i suppose you know there's always going to be an argument for the 50 50 ones but um you know by the letter of the law i'm sure that they, they'd well, they're doing everything that they can to get them right, aren't they? Yeah,
2: it's a tough one to to actually police absolutely every instant in a game. <laughs>
3: did I, uh... I back that off well though? Yeah, yeah, well done, <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, well well done mate. Let's let's <laughs>
2: obviously let's talk about Wales now. So obviously they with that victory over Australia, uh, they're pretty yeah. much guaranteed a passage into the quarterfinal. final. Uh, yeah. who do you fancy? England, France, or Argentina?
3: Oh well if I was playing, I always like playing against the English, but um I'm not so uh Have you ever
2: beaten us or I don't know?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Grand, grand Slam? Yeah, I
2: forgot about that, mate. I forgot about that,
1: sorry. Uh, yeah, did yeah. you know that Scotland got the Calcutta Cup off them as well? I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> who knows?
3: I don't know. It's going to be, uh, I probably, it's, it's probably Argentina because, um, you know, we went away on tour to them last summer we we beat them twice so uh, i'd say that wales would probably be fancy and them well I, I think on their day they're capable of beating anyone but um you know uh probably argentina i'd pick
1: so if you were to look at a few work ons and look you know wales obviously are the current grand slam champion. so out of all the home nations you know yeah. r- really people should be looking at you and, and we haven't for for whatever reason so i'm sure in wales they have and we've got millions of welsh listeners but how can Wales win this World Cup? They obviously stuttered a little bit in that second half. Conditions probably didn't suit them, but what yeah. else do Wales need to do to now to up their game to be real contenders?
3: Just just try and keep everyone fit, I think, really, and um keep keep going the way they're going. Like obviously they're building uh, Wales are always good when we build build momentum so just, just keep going the way they are really you know, spy by these um, rules because you don't want anyone banned and just keep going the way they're going I'd say
1: definitely and then we'll we'll get back to you mate and obviously um, the game at the weekend so the Pro 14 started uh, under the radar you beat Connacht last week I'm right in saying
3: yeah 18-10
1: a to, mate, a classic, Humdinger. Absolute, Humdinger. absolute, absolute classic. Uh, but <laughs> mate, class go away. Make sure you say hello, mate. I'll be pitch side uh, doing the pre-match. I'll be up in the commentary box as well, so I'll talk you up an absolute storm. But, but
3: oh, I can't wait,
1: boy. mate. Don't worry, so, mate. So hey, if the scrum goes down, you, mate, it ain't your fault.
3: Are you picking Emma as well,
1: though? Oh, mate, of course I am, mate. Hey, I'm I'm running the show. But how how is it playing Pro 14 under the radar? I know everything's about the World Cup, but are you? Yeah. Is there is a bit of hysteria around it still?
3: Yeah, well, for for me personally, obviously, uh, you know, after the disappointment of the World Cup, it's it's good, I suppose, just getting your head back down and you've got, like, a new focus, you know. Uh, we've got a new new coach there and uh, a lot of young boys coming through. So, um, yeah, it's it's been good, really. And um, I know all the hype's around the World Cup, but obviously it's only going to last another six weeks or whatever. And then it's back to the Pro 14 and we need to make sure that when all the boys come back, we're in a good spot to... Be fighting for some silver at the
1: end of the year, really. well. So all the listeners out there, the Guinness Pro 14, Scarlets versus Glasgow, or Glasgow versus Scarlets is on Premier Sports. So tune in, you'll see me, yes. you'll hear me, but more importantly, you'll, see, you'll Rob see Rob Evans, mate. Guarante- Guaranteed
2: man of the match. Now, obviously, looking at the Scarlets as well, uh, there was a yeah. bit of a change in the coaching structure. Stephen Jones headed off to Japan. Uh, Rob Howley came back the other way. Have you got anything, any intel that you can give us on oh, the Rob Howley scenario? <laughs> it's obviously going to be talked about, right? You can't get away from yeah. it. How have, the, have you spent I, the lads in the squad or?
3: I did, yeah. He like, put a quid on me not I've been in the squad. I mean. oh, <laughs> oh, mate. What was
2: that? Was it 50 <laughs> to one? Or not? Mate, a million, a million to <laughs> one. He should I, have been there. I
3: joke, I'm joking. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know a thing, but um, all I can say is like, I can't, I, I, I wouldn't have thought he would have, bet against the, I know there's rumours about uh, betting on England but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have done that or bet against Wales so I don't know what what he's done but um, yeah, I hope, he, hope he's alright anyway so
1: yeah we do hope he's alright straight back there well yeah. answered mate good lad um, what, uh, what's your brother's name by the way I don't know him I just know who he is but I, he's like a myth what's his name
3: my brother.
1: Yeah. Ollie Yeah, you know you know exactly who he is. I am coming for you, big brother. You're fella. embarrassing yourself. Are we going back to Wales soon? Yeah we well. are. He's dominated yeah, okay. you and his big brother's yeah.
2: backing
0: him up as That's well. That's
1: fine. We're gonna put new rules that you can pour it on your ad as well. So <laughs> we'll do that on the oh, next mate, well. I'm back in Ollie. I'm back back in Ollie yeah. next time as well.
0: All right, Rob. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show, mate. Best of luck for the rest of the season and um Good luck if maybe you get a little bit of a chance to to head over to Japan. Who knows what might happen?
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Cheers, lads. Cheers, coming on, Rob. Cheers, mate. We'll see you Friday, big fella,
1: for the Guinness yeah. Pro 14.
3: <laughs> Make sure you got that mad already. for me, right, I oh, will
1: do, mate. Yeah, you just keep your arm up in the scrum. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. M O M coming your <laughs> way.
2: Good, Good lad. lad.
0: Top lad. Actually. How
2: do you know him? Uh, just mate. Just Ruggers, mate. Just yeah, Ruggers. I, what,
1: is this is this social media friend? This
2: is just like Ruggers' respect. And the fact that his brother absolutely ripped you a new one in Cardiff. I've been beaten twice in my life. One was by his, bro- his brother, was the quickest I've ever seen. Oli Evs. He yeah. was quick. But he's a good lad, Ni Rob. Uh, and you do feel for it. It's tough. Art. You, know, you were there in 2015, right? When you don't get selected, when you should have got selected. And you know, that stat of he's played, it was either third biggest appearance starter since uh, between Ken Owens and Alvin Jones and And that's a massive thing to then not get you forget that don't
1: you you start digging out stats well sorry Tim digs the stats out and gives them to us tell the truth and then you're looking at you like actually it's easy how quickly you've forgotten like everything's about the World Cup at the minute and if you're not there especially if you're him I was at you know I I threw my my babies out the pram I, I retired do you know what I mean? For him, he's not... threw Three babies out the pram. Yeah. You mean baby out of the bathwater? Yeah. Who knows? You mean toys <laughs> out of the cot. Right? Yeah, that's the one. one babies out of the pram. One of them. One of them. One of them. <laughs> I didn't... It's a, I didn't... It's an anal- analogy. It's analogy. A It's <laughs> an <laughs> allergy. It's an analogy. It's an allergy. Yeah, I'm allergic it's to gym. We'll call it a gymism. Yeah, it's an allergy. That's Who right, knows? Yeah. But for him, he's watching like, how raw must it be? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you think of what he's done, won a Grand Slam, mm. you, you know, you're in, you, we mentioned the third highest caps for yeah. the players between 2015 and 2019, Wales won a World Cup, our dark. You'd be throwing the babies out of the house. Mate, you would be, you would be mate. You, you can't throw, throw it, babies, boys. You can't throw babies. You
2: just, when they're crying, like Jim heard You can earlier, eat a nappy, that's it, mate. You pull just pull over, get out the car, park somewhere responsibly and just take five minutes by the side so you can't hear the screaming. Yeah. Do you find when when the kids are screaming in the car? And you get out, they scream even harder, but you can't hear it, so you don't well, care. Just right? close the door.
0: <laughs> what do you make of the uh, contentious refereeing decisions in that Wallabies Wales game? I fucking felt for Roman Poit.
1: I really did. You could see he was thinking, "What me? No, no, no." He was. I, I felt for him because the spotlight is firmly on him because Goody's been judicing him on the rugby pod. <laughs> I had a French guy I come haven't. up to me. Oh, actually, I, I forgot to tell you. So I've turned up to the live show wearing a France shirt, Embar- France. Embarrassing. Wild wildcard. Some guy in the quaint village, this quaint Scottish capital of St. Albans, some French guy started on me and he's like, yeah, you're against France, like it's not fair how you speak about them. So after he said, I said, Matt, I love France. And I love France that much. I'm actually going to go and buy myself a t-shirt that says France on it because I saw it in TK Maxx. I went in the TK Maxx and bought a France shirt. And I, I actually don't mind France. And I actually felt for Roman Pot at the weekend because... The TMO is obviously in this here. Who was the TMO? It was the Kiwi, wasn't it? Ben Yeah. Why? Why are you calling that one in, mate? Which one? The Kravy one, mate. Hundred percent. That's the right call. This is the thing. The let, first. The let, first let, thing me say, that... let me say. Let me say. Then you can go. Right. There are loads of instances I know, and everything now is trial by social media. It's fucking killing me. Like anything and everything. The breakdown. People going in. High shots. Like hand over your face. Elbow to throat. There is millions of millions to go unmissed. This is my opinion. Then you can give your opinion. I mean, patch all me all that. I mean, you don't tackle, You don't tackle like that. Like what? There's nothing Karevi can do. There's absolutely there is nothing. One hundred percent. Everything he can do. What can he
2: do? So he's carrying the ball in his right hand. Yeah. Right. If he'd have carried it in two hands, he's okay. Why is can- he going to carry it in two hands? Right. Exactly. So the laws state that if you carry it in one hand, you can't then lead with your opposite forearm.
1: He's got about naught point naught. He has got twenty seconds off
2: the top of the line out, mate. But- he's caught the ball, tucked it, and led with his forearm. You can't do that. We've seen faster reliever get sent off. Everyone for Worcester. Look for at it. the cat. Everyone knees with saw... their forearms, and that. But you can't. You can't lead with the forearms. Yes, it's a penalty.
1: Patshaw's high and okay. You can question his technique. So next time, if you're you can't curve, look... you just make just like that, right? Just go lower, and then it'll be head on head, and Patshaw will be sent off. But it, it doesn't matter.
2: You you cannot lead with a forearm. I just
1: think that you look at that. It's like for me that is, a, and again the way it, it, it's a yellow card. The way that the laws are. It's a yellow card now, isn't it? It is. Yeah. The way that the law state, because his elbow has made contact, but I'm just looking at I'm like... But here's the difference, right? What? Go on. And and this is this is what happened. So you compare his carry down,
2: Crevy's carried down the touchline when Bigger comes across and tackles him. Yeah. He leads with the ball. Crevy leads with the ball. because yeah, his ball's in his left arm. Trying to bounce off uh, Dan Bigger. What yeah. happens? Dan Bigger puts the shot in, comes off second best, gets concussed Goes low. But what happens to the ball? It gets dislodged. Gets dislodged because he's led with the ball in that forearm so then a carry about 20 minutes later, he's tucked it under the other arm and led with his forearm. The ball doesn't get dislodged and what happens is he wins the collision easily. You can't lead with your forearm. I don't think it's he the meant laws. to lead with his forearm. We, I it meant is. To, you, you watch all his carries yeah. and, and someone's done a video clip. He did it to uh, play against New Zealand in the rugby championship. He's right. led with his forearm. I'll peel, and a carry. I'll
1: peel back and have a look then. The best, the best bit
2: about it though, I thought about the whole decision, and you mentioned him earlier, Roman Poitier, when he's talking to Ben Skeen, he calls it dangerous foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is dangerous foreplay.
1: I'm like, what? What are you up to behind closed doors? So, so if you're looking at it, it's the right decision in terms of the laws of the game, in terms of what you're looking at. Patchell's techers are horrendous. Do you know what I mean? They're absolutely yeah. horrendous. So that's why the elbows hit him in the chest and risen up to the throat. It's only a penalty. But imagine
2: this though. So if Patchell was three, four inches lower, that forearm would go into his head. It's a red card. Okay. So he's probably... You can look at it in one way and yeah, go... I get it. He's
1: lucky that he actually got him in the chest because Patch was so upright. I just don't... I'm looking at that and I'm... I, as a ex-rugby legend, I'm looking at that and I am like... That, for me, is is part of rugby. It, I understand what you're saying, but it's not... Leave me with your forearm, it's not. I'm looking at it and, all right, Check has made a bit of a, a joker out of himself after... Check has had a shocker. Sour grapes. Obviously, Hooper said the same thing. Hooper's won. He, Hooper's one's a yellow card. One hundred percent that's a yellow card. And I've got no issues with they've that. they've got away with one though. I've got no issues with that. I'm just get all I'm i I'm just I just want to watch Ruggers and enjoy it. But that penalty against Karevi has changed the game.
0: Well, Chica actually spoke on Rugby Pass in the aftermath of the defeat to Wales and gave his view on the Karevi incident.
1: I was it was pretty
2: funny because I thought I'd seen that tackle before. It could have been Reese Hodge. I'm not sure. But when our guide makes that tackle the, um, and has the high tackle framework in his head, he gets suspended. When I mean, this guy doesn't think about the high tackle framework, we get analysed. So you've seen it anyway, you know. You don't need me to... Like As a rugby player, as a former
0: player, I'm embarrassed about that. As a rugby player, I'm embarrassed about that. I think he may have said he lifted his arm into the chest. I don't, I don't know yeah. if that's illegal or not, to be honest. Like I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know the rules anymore. Honestly, I don't know the rules anymore. What do you guys think of his comments there?
2: Well he said he's embarrassed as a former rugby player. I'm embarrassed for Checker. Checker should be embarrassed about what he said. Like
0: <laughs> every no, you time
2: said, you said that every time Checker or Australia lose a game, Checker's is blaming someone else. He's got away with one with Hooper, that's a yellow card every day of the week. For him to make those comments, I think, as a head coach, is ridiculous, saying he doesn't know the laws. World Rugby have stated, they've, they've had a meeting about you can't lead with your forearm. Yeah, they've had a meeting about the the tackle and how they're going to referee that. And he's surprised by a Hodges one. It's there in black and white, Michael. Just stop blaming everyone else but yourself. You wow. picked the wrong halfbacks. You shouldn't have picked Bernard Foley. You shouldn't have picked Will Genia. But the funniest thing for me was, and it's probably a fair point, and we bring it always back to what we say on the pod, just after half time, as they were waiting to kick off the second half, Pocock goes up to Rem Poit and he's like, what words are you using around the breakdown? What is the language that you're using around the breakdown German. To, to help me understand? And I sat there and I thought, actually, that is a fair point because he didn't say anything. I actually thought Poit had a decent game and I don't say that often about a French ref. I said that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Hooper wants Hooper a yellow card every day of the week. You've taken... Dan Bigger out of the game. He knows what he's, what he's doing. There was no real arms wrapped in it, and it was late. Yellow card every day of the week. Karevi's one we can argue, you know, I, I understand different arguments, but the law states you can't lead with your arm. So is it is not that a forward? yellow card in your
1: eyes? It? No, it's not a yellow card. It's a penalty. This, I want to talk about the ruggers. Go on then, James. Well, that's what I mean. That's, that's fucking doing my head in. Talk ruggers. Um, Wales, this is the question mark for them. They have obviously been training very hard, like all the teams state they have. Didn't look fit enough. Second half. Why, they... are back, why are you being so horrible to Wales? <laughs> oh why, are being, why are you being so horrible? I don't know. I'm just negative. <laughs> no, I I, I understand what you... Because,
2: listen, when you get into a big lead, as Wales did, the Aussies were always going to make changes. And you get that impact off the bench, don't you? Tamura came on and took them on at the game line. You know, then they started getting a few spaces around the breakdown and getting their hands free. I get why you're looking at it. Hadley Park's played with a broken hand. I mean, how hard is he?
1: put some big shots oh, in as well. I like Hadley Park's. Can you call him shots? Who knows? Gareth Davis he rocks up at World Cups he and scores tries yeah, yeah. he. he's good when it when it comes yeah. uh, Tipperick how good was he yeah. to be fair the whole back row I thought they nullified what a bloody word they nullified well said James Pocock and Hooper Yeah, who weren't happy They're, but they were you know you go back to Australia
2: against New Zealand and Hooper's moaning and you know he gets hit and he's like ah, and then Barrett gets sent off what goes around comes around there's nothing better than an Englishman watching Aussies whinge about stuff when they've lost long may that continue do you like Australians or Welsh more I like Drew Mitchell who who, who do you like more Welsh Welsh. Welsh or Australian because they hate you though I, I, I don't care James I'm a quarter Welsh but I didn't want that to come out
0: Speaking of the Welsh, uh, Wales and Warren Gatlin will be uh, handing over the reins as head coach to Wayne Pivac after the World Cup, and the two men will be coming face to face as Wales hosts the Gatlin-led Barbarians side on Saturday, November the thirtieth. What's going to be a cracking occasion?
1: Yeah, the beast and your Bastero are playing for the Barbarians, so it should be big. It should be epic. If Bustero's is playing, it's going to be big.
0: The game is going to be a celebration of rugby with a double header as Wales women play the Barbarians woman before Wales hosts the Barbarians as pvac coaches wales for the very first time tickets start from as little as 10 quid and you can get them by visiting wru.wales forward slash rugby pod that's wru forward slash rugby pod so go and check it out before it sells out uh, and you guys thought there wouldn't be any other shocks in the world cup but fiji uruguay uh we were doing some work earlier weren't we jim and jim has an apology to make to all uruguayans
1: yes i should make a big apology to all Uruguay and all rugby fans because I took some absolute powders by saying it was a foregone conclusion that Fiji would beat Uruguay and it wasn't an upset and it wasn't a foregone conclusion. It was not James. And Uruguay did very well. They did. And their national captain Juan Manuel uh, Gamonara. What a name. Gamon. Gamon. Yeah. Nice. Uh, did an unbelievable passionate speech. I mean he looked about five foot eight but either way, it was passionate. He's having you, isn't he? After the get, after that, I think he would have had anyone, mate. He would have, <laughs> hey, he would have, he would have had the Rock, mate, and Brock Lesnar together. He was that passionate. So apologies to Uruguay. Didn't see that coming. And um, for me, it's a little bit sad for Fiji. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Samoa. Thirty-four nil. Didn't score a point. BG to get beaten by Uruguay with no disrespect to Uruguay. Just shouldn't happen. Um, Short turnaround. Yeah. Four day turnaround. Yeah. I can't believe these turnarounds. It's ridiculous. Let's be honest. Come on. It Come should on. be five days minute. In the premiership, it's five days minimum. It so, shouldn't even be five days. No. It should be you talk about player welfare, right? I'm getting so negative. Go on, now. James. Get player snuckin'. welfare is tip of the tongue. Tip of the slipper. Tip of the slipper to you. Four days in professional rugby, the hardest contact sport in the world, no pads. And you, there's a four day turnaround. Madness. With the size of this, if you've got a 40 man squad, sound, no worries. Lads are going to have to back up. Dangerous. Yeah, sometimes it takes five days to get over all the bumps and bruises from a game. And
2: I'm talking when we played, which was, I've been retired three and a half years now. Uh, Jim's been retired two years. So two and a bit. Yeah. Well, so, I'm actually
1: thinking about making a comeback.
2: Oh, geez. Please don't, Jim. No? No. Why? No. There ain't many of us that can retire. Do no training then come back and save a team I've, I've actually, mentioned have I mentioned it this week
1: mate, I'm thinking about coming back that
2: I saved Newcastle genuinely don't think I should uh no why well this is the f- I want to congratulate you on something go on this is the first week of season four of the rugby pod that you haven't actually moaned about being ill or having an illness so that's congratulations on t- that a bit tired a bit tired max got up at five this morning yeah um every week you're ill I don't reckon that says come out of retirement and play rugby union again my body needs code <laughs> it needs code see that code code
1: oh right no, don't do it james the do royal. It. i'm thinking about coming back to, uh, only for who highest level i mean one season uh full of shit carry on
2: well, is someone,
0: has someone spoken to you no well i've not this is the first time i've said it oh so, actually
2: so you see so putting you're, your name you're putting it in, out there well i've got an i've got an agent now right as you're putting out there, speaking to rugby clubs do you want jim to come out of retirement I mean, tell, tell you back in your knees that, and you I've us. genuinely thought about rocking up at Sarries. They just laugh at you and say, "Jim, no. uh, we can do some media interviews." But
1: I've, I've are you joking? They got no. Will,
2: Will Skelton not at the World Cup. Yeah, Joe Capoluco. Yeah, talk more. Than he those. would. They would smash the living daylight. Imagine going full ball against Joe. Kapoku. Get the ball in the um, ball, mate. I still know what I'm doing, mate. i tell you now.
1: <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I'm being serious. I saw
2: you with the top off earlier. You've got no shoulders, no arms, Very no true. chest, anything. Mean, mate, a
1: couple of weeks. I'll be sweet.
0: <laughs> Before we get your thoughts on some of the games coming up in the World Cup, don't forget you can catch all this season's Premiership, Guinness Pro 14, Champions Cup, and much, much more on rugbypass.com. If you're in Asia and wherever you are in the world, you can watch the video version of this pod on there as well. We've got a match Point predictor game going during the World Cup as well. Uh, so let's get a quick view on. On who you think is going to win some of the games coming up, guys?
2: Well, before we talk about the games, I need to talk about our Guinness Match Point Predictor League. We are the biggest single league on the Guinness Match Point Predictor. Of course, oh, we are. are. We? How many? We have got one thousand. Currently, we have got one thousand five hundred and fifty-one
1: people in the league. Just had a zero, on, so we got ten thousand. Yeah?
2: <laughs> but we are the biggest by far of all the leagues in the match. Why well, am bothered about
1: that? I want to know where I am.
2: Stats. Should we go to stats, please? uh you always nervous or not? Not one bit now Right. Well, Jim, you'll be embarrassed in a minute. So, Andy Rowe, you are two hundred sixtieth.
1: Jim, I was hundred and thirty. Where, where, where do you? Well, let's talk about me. Where do you think I am? I'm going to say, hundred thirty stone. Hundred thirty stone. 30th. Sorry, hundred thirtieth. Hundred thirty fourth. You are. Yeah, hundred thirty. That's not a bad Mate, guess. guess. You know your numbers, Jim. Where are you? Well, I know I've, I've come back. I've done it properly this week. Yeah. I put you, my you've had a good in. week. Oh yeah, I put my scores in. I only got Japan Island wrong. 95 You think you're ahead of me Yeah of course Are you I mean How <laughs> clueless Can you be Where am I So
2: 1,541 members yeah. In our Guinness Match Pint Predictor The Rugby Pod League Where am I Drum roll <clears throat> Jim Hamilton
1: 1,001st <laughs> You are shit. Why is that then? Well, I didn't do it the week before. That's You've, probably you're why. You're 1,000 and first. Well, obviously You're me. not even in the top 1,000, mate. What are you doing? Well, I was 1,000th player to play for Scotland, so that's probably why. Yeah, there you yeah, go. there's a stat. There is a stat.
0: All right, well, uh, we'll get through some of these games. The big game of the weekend is definitely England versus Argentina. How do you see that one going quickly, guys?
1: quickly england toughest game they've played uh who will they pick at 10 we might know by the time the podcast is released we do not know now england look primed this is what they've been waiting for eddie are you okay we're about to find out big fella so you England them by i reckon england will win by 12 i think I, it's going to be tough i don't think it's gonna be as easy as people think argentina they lose they're out yeah it is argentina's cup final
2: uh matera quality in the back row who do they pick at 10? Sanchez or Erde Erd- Pigetta? Uh, England, who do they pick at 10? As Jim said, do they go Farrell and Ford, 10, 12? Do they go Farrell at 10? Physicality, they know what's coming. Big test for England. I think England by
1: 15.
0: South Africa v Italy.
1: Italy top of their port. play 2-1-2 with bonus points there you go so they, they, they look pretty good <laughs> yay um, but obviously they've not been tested they've obviously played Canada and Namibia and won comfortably like Goody said South Africa apart from losing Creel in the centre they look very good South Africa have been beaten by Italy before South Africa by 20
2: I'm going South Africa by 26. Big pack. Uh, I like Amma outside centre. Uh, Ham. Ham Am. Uh, and Mapimpi on the wing. Oh, uh, Mapimpi. Cheslin Colby. That's my favorite name. rock star. That's my favorite name in rugby. Ma Mapimpi. Ma, ma Pimpy. Japan Samoa. Dangerous one for Japan and Nick because they've had the. Ultimate high of beating Ireland, and they're in control of their group. This could be a nervy game if Samoa drastically improve what they put out against the Scots. They had no game management. PC's got to take control at 10. Japan, if they're anywhere near what they were like against Ireland, they win this
1: by 20 points. Samoa obviously lost a couple of players Motu Matu um, and Ray Lilo. Ray Lilo. Ray Lilo. And, you know, I know that Ed Fido was sent off two uh, yellows, but he uh, won't be banned. I reckon over. that's a red straight down the line. Mate, uh, I can't see it. They always put a big performance in, in the World Cup, but they they don't look their normal self for whatever reason.
0: If you fancy going up against Jim and Goody, just download the app by visiting matchpint.co.uk forward slash app or wherever you normally get your apps from. And you can join the Rugby Pod League using the code Pod to play against the lads and win free pints of Guinness and lots of other cool prizes too. The thing is, so you get to gift pints of Guinness People
2: keep gifting me pints of Guinness. Give it to your mates. Don't give it to. I'm a Guinness ambassador, so if I want Guinness, I'll go and get a Guinness. Do your mates a favour. Gift your mates the Guinness.
0: Jim, you've got a couple more Japanese proverbs for us this week, don't you? I love this section.
1: Yeah, I have. I have. It's a new, new section that's gone well, and we've had some good feedback. And if you're just listening and you're just tuning in for the first time ever, it's a new segment. Yes, it's called Japan through Jim's eye, also known as Jim Jim's Japs eye. eye. And it's where I'm going to give a few Japanese proverbs, also known in Coventry as proverbs. And we'll try and dissect them, and and you guys will try and work them out, and we'll give you the Japanese translation. So the first one that I've got, are you ready? When poisoned, one might as well swallow the plate. Let's see how that sounds. Something katai at the end. Cats are always in there. So let me try and work this out. When poisoned, one might as well swallow the plate. So when you've eaten too much sushi, that's what I'm thinking, you may as well put a spoon down your throat and peel out your stomach and <laughs> feed it to your cat. What is it? Well, the actual translation, I think,
2: is one might as well be hanged for a sheep as for a lamb. It didn't make sense.
1: Yeah, Basically no in for a penny, it. in for a pound. In for a penny, in for a pound. You know that saying? Well I, well, I get that, but that makes sense because if you've got a penny, a pound the same size. Are you meant to swallow a plate. Well, you, you break it and chop it up and then put it down. You, okay, Wow. Well, your mouth, but. That's um, weird. Well, I've got another one anyway. If you do not enter the tiger's cave, you will not catch its cub. Let's see how this sounds in Japanese. Tiger's ni ni koto a Taxi? Who's getting a taxi? Well, I heard a tiger at the beginning, so that's definitely right. That's definitely right. So, it, but I think this one's quite easy. If you're not willing to put yourself out there, it ain't going to happen for you. Do you know what, Jim? Yeah?
2: You're right. Am I? You're right. Nothing ventured, nothing gained is actually the... Uh, that's more fucking difficult than the, if you do not <laughs> enter the tiger's cave, you will not catch its cub. Exactly. And I'll tell you now, people, if you see a tiger's cave... Don't fucking go in there. You're going to get eaten alive. Especially if if there's cubs in there.
1: But if you don't go in there, you ain't going to get the cub. Why do you want the cub? Well, good question. (laughs) Nothing ventured, nothing gained, James. Do they eat eat tigers in Japan or not? Uh, No, I don't think they eat tigers anywhere in the world. Do they not? I don't. Uh, What what I'm thinking is, if you go anywhere near a tiger's cave, you're getting eaten. So don't do it, people. Yeah, okay. Don't enter the tiger's cave. If you're in Japan, because I know a lot of people, a lot of listeners out there, that you you do what we say don't. Mm. Don't. And you will not catch the cub, so do, because then you will catch the cub. <laughs> but don't eat a plate. Well, you, you can eat a plate. If you're getting poisoned. If you're, if you're poisoned. Eat, eat the plate as well. Anyway, that's my new segment, Japan Through Jim's Eye, also known as Jim's, Jim's Japs
0: Eye. Should we have a look at some social media questions? Yeah. Go on then. Okay. Before we get into the new ones, uh, any more positions you guys can fill in the uh, hell of a bush? Yep. I'll do the backs.
1: Why? Well, what, what, I didn't know we are bringing one every week. well Might
2: as okay. well bring a I'm fucking excited. bush. I'm, I'm excited about what it. What have you got? Uh, the backs. Uh, he's also known as the bogey monster. Uh, he's also got. He's got many nicknames. We played with him at oh, Leicester. Oh, I know the bogey monster. We played with him at Leicester. He, his nickname was Knob Cheese. Cheese. Uh, what else? Stinky did he get? cheese. Oh, stinky <laughs> cheese. Um, at fly half, full back, or inside centre. I haven't decided how we're going to play this yet. But he's definitely in there. One of those three positions. He had a very good career at Leicester Tigers. A very good career at Bath. He's now an excellent coach. Started at Worcester. is now currently at Northampton Saints. He as got their, caught on TV. As their back, backs and attack coach, he got caught on TV picking his nose. He has one hell of a bush.
1: Sam Vesty.
2: What a bush.
1: See, when I, I think about this, which is obviously only now, I don't go home and think about a, a world bush 15. Um, you can only go back to the Leicester days because, what, what, you know, after I finished playing, Maro ain't there with a the bush, is he? Uh, is he not no oh well, so he's of course he's veted of course but you go back to Leicester. you've mentioned lester so we had coser captain I mean, captain bush That captain is captain bush uh vesto the old bogey monster julian white <laughs> tight <laughs> end true, <head>. true farmer <laughs> how many farmers do you know that give a damn about their bush none none young Sean sure, sure young... No Brian, maybe he's moved to london so he might care julian white not a care in the world. No, buggers. Does not care about it at all. <laughs> like, Why is he going to waste his sheep-shearing blade on his own bush? He ain't. He just ain't going to do it. So Julian White, you're in. He's
0: tight, headed Well, Ian Wheeler's tweeted in, who would win in a fight between Darren Garforth and Julian White? Oh my god! Yeah, I think you'd have t- t- two dead human beings. Um,
1: Darren Garforth is from Kov, He's a scaffolder. He'd bring his tools. Julian White would probably shave his head, and because he's a farmer and he sheep shears, I mean, I don't know. He why. wouldn't use his sheep shearing on his head, though. He doesn't use it on his bush. Darren Garforth's got no hair. That that'd be hell of a fight. Oh. two of Leicester's greatest tight heads and two very good human beings. Call it though. Oh, Darren Garforth, really, mate? He's a Kovskin. Mate, yeah. his name was Skin. Yeah, his name was Skin, and he's a scaffolder. Yeah, and if he don't do anything, he's going to bring his mates and his brothers. Yeah, oh, Whitey was hard as man. He was, he, he was. I've oh, seen him throw some punches, and oh, I shit myself just watching them. Yeah, they were both hard, but um, Darren Garforth just a bit more old school.
0: Andy Wilson's tweeted in: Have either of you ever been kissed by a teammate or kissed by A. W. Arose. Jones? A. W. Jones, Alan. Alan Jones. Yeah. I've been I mean,
1: kissed so by I mean. a rose on the flame. Ooh, the more I get you, stranger, it feels. Yeah, yeah. now that your rose is in blue, no, 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 your
2: no. light hits the doom Boom on, on the, the gray Yeah, there
1: we go. How good is my voice, by the way? Are you trying to? Because Ben Foden's in that uh, X Factor thing,
2: Celebrity X Factor band. Are you?
1: Is that what you're going for? Yeah, I, I see myself as more like, like in a rock band. Okay. You're also deluded.
2: Uh, question, have I ever been kissed by Jordan Murphy? Always used to do it. How was his breath? Um, uh, not the best. No. <laughs> we talked about the era where we are at now. Alan and Jones, that's heat at the moment. And George North's a good-looking guy. He thought, I- I'm just going lob to the- lob the gob. Back in the day, and I'm going back to Leicester era, 98 to 2002, 3, 4. The glory days. Yeah. There was one game on TV a weekend. On a Saturday afternoon, that was it. So he would always, on any games that we had on TV... He was always trying to kiss boys. Any given Sunday? Well, no, it was a Saturday. Yeah, well, you yeah. know what I mean though. Um so Jordan Murphy, uh he'd do it on the piss as well. Just loved it. He's like, Go on, give us a kiss. I'm like mate, never kiss
1: mate, mate. It's your breath, mate. Yeah. So Jordan Murphy would be my one. Anyone? Does it smell? Uh Luke Abraham. The AK forty seven, mate. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. But I mean I'm a kissable guy. Do you know what I, mean? apart I was, from, ne- apart I was from never that impartial. Apart, apart from the breath, mate. Mate, you're
0: giving me a complex yeah. now.
1: I've got yellow teeth, though. Someone said <laughs> exactly. to me, on the, t- someone said to me on, the, on the tube, you've got B4.
0: I thought, is that BO? B4. So I'm going to get some whitening done. Marcus Pemberton has tweeted, would some classic Gertie gloves help handling in this humidity? Oh, I called it, didn't I? Put it out there on Twitter. You they know, would, they, wouldn't they? Yeah, 100%. No, they
1: wouldn't.
2: 100% they would. Why do you think I wore grip mitts for my whole career? Because they paid your mortgage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I couldn't catch, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've seen some of them. have got the finger stuff on the end of their fingers, haven't they? So Some sort of special tape. Everyone uses stick them. Like, if I'm at the World Cup, I'm wearing the red cyclers and the gloves and the baggy shirt as well.
0: Neil McCain has tweeted in with Eddie Jones saying, Owen Farrell left half his nose on the pitch after Quill's tackle. What's the worst bit of yourself that you've left on the pitch? Oh. You, you shot
1: yourself once, didn't you? Yeah, but I know. But I, it talk, it I've i had a bad injury before. Oh, no, I've never spoken about it. Injuries. It's one of them where someone said to me, you have many injuries? To me. And I was like, nah, not really. Hard as folk. And then I actually went through them. I was like, oh my God. Actually, I've had a load. Dissacated ankle. So I went up, broken foot, plate in my foot. Broken ankle. desiccated ankle. Broken leg. Torn medial. Kind of reconstructed patella tendon in my knee. Hip problems. Uh, torn hamstring. I know, can't believe it. Uh, four shoulder reconstructions uh, broken ribs a spiral fracture of my first rib uh, broken fingers broken arm uh, neck pain obviously numerous amounts of stitches and then i went broken nose had my nose fixed internal stitches in my mouth and then i actually thought out of all them what's my worst injury i ain't even said i ain't even said what it was dislocated ankle getting helicoptered out of training no it weren't ball do you remember ball in france yes Guan in France, European oh, Cup. Can't believe I was playing. Leicester, Pissing down with rain. Hosing down with rain. Man of the match. You remember <laughs> it? Goody's man of the match. Castro Giovanni and myself, two legends of the game, going for a big hit. Don't even know who it was. Couldn't see a fucking blizzard. No idea. So we've gone to tackle another French human being, and we've both dived at this guy. Castro's opposite me. Next thing is little finger goes knuckle deep into my eye straight away i put my hand over my eye it's on tv so i remember rolling it back when i got home four days later and i thought i thought my eye had come out and i'm saying to deeks if anyone wants to go through the archives they can to see if this story is true i'm holding my eye i say to my mate deeks i think i fucking lost my eyes my eye there eyes completely closed he he opens it on the pitch my eyeball still there it's a penalty i don't know why probably not rolling away to the corner Ball, Guan, go up. They're trying to mow to the cow sheds and back because I can't see anything whatsoever. I've just taken out a lifter. I've just hit anything that moves. You Next, want it 10 minutes. So it's a penalty. Then Deeks has been simbined. He's been simbined for it. Game finishes. I think we win. I can't even remember. We went easy. Yeah. My eye and my eyes completely like it's like a golf ball like that. And I can't see a thing. Go out on the piss after celebrate the big win wake up the next day absolutely hanging and my eye is like three times the size will maybe post a picture on social media i've got one and it's weeping it's like literally like weeping with blood but it's all gone crusty get back to leicester and i'm raging because i've not been seen obviously i I had choice to be seen but i wanted to go out and celebrate the victory it's important gone back to leicester royal infirmary and i remember we had a physio at the time called ruth yeah and she's trying to get me in to see the physio and i've basically said if this was martin johnson he'd never be waiting around anyway managed to get seen two days later and I had to have my eyelid prized open and I had to have my eyelid reconstructed. It was it was absolutely fucked. So I had about 15 external stitches and it had to be stitched back on the inside. So basically Castro's finger had gone knuckle deep and as I've pulled away, it's basically ruptured my bloody eyelid. Ruggers, eh? You got fingered by Castro? In the eye as well. Wow. How good, how good. I remember that, something happened that night as well in Borgran, didn't it? I don't know. What do you know? I was there. I can't remember. There's a, a story. What do you mean something happened? Fucking Jim lost his eye. Yeah, well, I know, That's what I know, happened. What about, do you mean
2: what happened? I'm talking about on the pitch. It was a Friday night game and something happened in the hotel. What? I can't remember now. I'm trying to think of it. Well, that's a Swimming
1: pool. All I remember is swimming pool. I don't know. Out the back. But yeah, Borgwan. Freezing one. cold. Borgwan, don't remember the date. Horrible game. Jim okay. lost his
0: eye. But now we can sit here and say Jim's Japs' eye. That. So we're fine. Well, let's finish things off with the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is brought to you this week by Telegraph Sports Subscription. Go and check out telegraph.co.uk forward slash the rugby pod for quality analysis and insight on this year's World Cup in Japan from the likes of CM Mageika and Danny Cipriani, Will Greenwood and more. Rugby pod listeners can get a month free. And then a further three months at half price at just 50p a week. You'll get unlimited access to all of their sports coverage, insight and analysis. So make sure you're in the know with The Rugby Pod and The Telegraph and just head to telegraph.co.uk forward slash The Rugby Pod to get your 30-day free trial and three months half price.
2: The Goode. Plenty of Goode this week, as ever. We'll start off, we've talked about them a lot. The Welsh beating the Wallabies twice in a row for the first time since 1975. They'd lost 13 in a row against them until November uh, massive effort from all of them, especially uh, Gareth Davis. I thought he was outstanding at Scrum Half. Prince Harry, a.k.a. Rhys Patchell, came off the bench uh, and went exceptionally well as well. So tip of the slipper to Wales, that was pretty good. What else was good? Uruguay, what an effort that was. Oh, Be- I, knew they- I knew they'd win. They had. To- oh, you didn't, Jim. Uh, what an effort, beating Fiji, uh, despite being ranked nine places below them and being around 50-1 to one to win that game. I mean, just put that into perspective.
1: Well no, if Rob put a hundred quid on that, mate, he would have done all right, wouldn't
2: exactly. he? Exactly. Uh Rob pounder you can't bet on rugby, mate. And Captain Juan Manuel Gabinara. All right. Uh for one of the best post match interviews ever. That was outstanding. Uh what else was Good? Surely that's the Good. Well no. We'll mention we'll mention a French team. Yes, please. We're gonna to go to breathe. My honor. breath. My old breath. Breathe, my old boys. Absolutely spanked the life out of Toulon. Did they? Yeah. At home, breathe, near the bottom of the table. Toulon rock up with their rock stars. Not so much, boys. Get back on the 12-hour bus journey home to Toulon. You lost, and you got humped by 30-odd points. My hump. Scored a hell of a try, though, Toulon did. Um, so, shout out to breathe for that victory. It's not often a French team getting the good, but I'm going to stick him in there. Um, but the good this week can only be one team. The Japanese... Always great for the tournament when the hosts do well. Not so much 2015. Uh, But beating Ireland and nilling them in the second half was absolutely outstanding. Some quality performances. They looked in control. Well coached. A real team to be reckoned with now. Japan this week. Get the good. Uh, The bad. Well, Ireland were pretty bad, weren't they? I thought they were rudderless after being 12-3 up after about 20 minutes. Uh, That wasn't great. Fiji. That was pretty bad. Losing to Uruguay, everyone expecting them to win massively. Um, We'll stick France in there. You know, France called up Weenie Antonio after announcing it on social media before realising he was actually injured. They've called called an injured player up only in France. And they changed it and went for Sedate Gomez-Star instead. That was pretty bad. Samoa, they're also pretty bad. First time they've ever been nilled at a World Cup and their discipline has been horrific. Uh, The only other thing I can think of really that's bad we talked about it earlier. The Aussies, whinging. Whinging like little babies. Michael Checker blaming anyone but himself. Blaming the referee decisions. They got away with one with Hooper. Moaned about the ref. Moaning about losing. Moaning about the laws. Basically, Aussies whinging. Stop it. You get the bad this week. Like babies. What do you call an Aussie baby? Uh, an Australian baby. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, the ugly. The uh, ugly. Only really one ugly for me this week. We're going back to last week. It was John Quill's hit on Owen Farrell. Uh, The most obvious red card you'll ever see. Shoulder to the head. No intent on making a tackle there. He was just trying to injure our skipper. I ain't having
1: it.
0: John Quill, that's ugly. Thanks, Goody, And you've got a shout-out to finish off with, haven't you, Jim?
1: Yeah, I think we've both got a shout-out to do so. A big shout-out to James Hawkins of Waterloo under-16s. Unfortunately, he was injured while scoring his hat-trick try in the Lancashire Cup a couple of weeks ago. Uh, He's got limited feeling in his legs at the moment. Uh, The doctors say he suffered spinal shock and the feeling in his legs will return, hopefully. I'm sure they will, with a big shout-out from all of us. Hope you get back ASAP. All your mates and coaches at Waterloo can't wait to have you back with them.
2: Yeah, massive good luck to James with his recovery. Uh, and I've got a little shout out myself as well to the Gibraltar rugby team and Jamie Stone in particular. Uh, apparently, the guys listen to the pod every week. Uh, they're huge fans. Uh, they've just beaten Sweden, Sweden. and Bermuda uh, and have also now built a £25 million stadium. Uh, so, Gibraltar on the up. Should we have a trip over there and do a live show in a few bits? i would
1: be keen as mustard, mate. Gibraltar. £25 million, mate. Hey, I'd look great in there. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so, yeah... Big shout out to the Gibraltar national team. And they've just beaten Sweden. Sweden, I'd say, is my favourite name. Sweden. Sweden. Sweden.
0: Thanks, Gertie. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, producer Tim. Thank you for listening as well. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and check out our Superfans monthly subscription service at patreon.com forward slash the ropey pod. pod. Pod, pod, pod.